Welcome back to Asinine Radio, a weekly podcast where we talk about music and, well, that's pretty much it. So, uh, let's go! This is Asinine Radio. This is the weekly music podcast, the greatest podcast you'll ever hear in your entire life. Go to iTunes, go rate, review, and subscribe to us on there. Follow us on social media at Asinine Radio. Give us five stars on iTunes. Don't be an asshole, Bo Cephas. Bo Cephas. He's, he's a dumb shit. Do not give us a one star. Give us a five star review. So go do that. Like I said, social media at Asinine Radio. My name is Tyler, and way out there, hundreds of miles away, way out there in the ether. Uh, Ooh, is Jeff. I'm not allowed to burp anymore. What am I doing? Mm. So there you go. Jeff is out there. Say hi, Jeff. Or don't. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. He's having fun. So I want to have fun too. So let's get into our Fearless Beer Review. Oh, yeah? Sure. Or sh- should I explain what we're going to be doing today? Um, whatever you want to do to your podcast. Well, it is my podcast. So we're going to start with our Fearless Beer Review. Then we're going to get into some vinyl talk. Then we're going to get into some new music and other happenings in the music world. Uh, so yeah, there you go. Let's let's hop right into our uh, our fearless beer review. See what I did there? Hop. Oh, I get it now. It wasn't mm-hmm. very funny, but yeah, I get it. Well, I I'm funny. Um, yeah. <laughs> All right. So it's what do you true. got for your beer this week? I have something uh, a collab beer today. Something from Evil Twin Brewing and Mosca Brewing. This mm-hmm. is uh, this is a stout. It's brewed with raw coconut, toasted coconut, real vanilla beans, maple syrup, and coffee. As opposed to fake vanilla beans? Correct. There are fake vanilla beans. Vanilla beans. (laughs) Vanilla beans. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to call them vanilla beans forever. (laughs) That's good. Yeah, so Evil Twin, the first time I've ever had Evil Twin was when I first moved to Arizona, and I had, uh, I think it was called Big Ass Money Stout. It was like a 17% stout, and it was delicious. And so I think Evil Twin, they make a lot of high percentage stouts. This one's 14. Yeah, this one's 14%. I don't like coconut. Coconut? I, I think coconut's kind of gross, as like in general. I really don't like anything coconut, but... This one is supposed to be really good because the coconut is not overpowering. It's kind of just like laced in the undertones. Uh, okay. So yeah, that's uh, that's what I got today. A little Im- a little less immoderation is what it's called. I m m o d e r a t i o n immoderation. You got a boring stout. I got a boring IPA. What's new, right? Yeah. So All I got one called Bubble Stash. Bubble Stash IPA. Uh, this comes from, what is it, Hop Valley Brewery up in Oregon. I don't know exactly what city, but it's up in Oregon. Uh, it's 6.2 ABV, 45 IBUs. Gravity is 13.9. The serving temp, 42 degrees. Right. There you go, right? Serving That's something temp. new. I haven't seen that. Uh, so, yeah, like I said, um, from up in Oregon, they use mosaic hop resin, malt two-row, caramalt, and carafoam. Caramalt. I don't know. Caramalt. <laughs> yes. So they serve this in six pack, 16 ounce cans, but mine is a 19.2 ounce can. It's a big one. They also sell it in six, 12, six and 12 packs. 
and it's also on draft. Well, that's nice. So there you go. Yeah, there, that's great. There's, there's a little something. There's a little something. I already yeah, poured yeah. mine. I already poured mine. You ready to, to, to drink this one? Ready to drink this one. Here we go. Here we go. Oh, God damn, that's good. This one? What do you think of yours? That is, want you to that is fucking phenomenal. That is not boozy at all, which is probably dangerous. Yeah. And you get, you get that maple syrup taste right up front. Boom! Oh, so there gross. it is. And, and, and kind of as I suspected, as I read, the coconut taste is very, very subdued, which is just okay. absolutely perfect. Maybe a hint of coconut at most is what I'm, what I'm looking for. And this, is, this, this delivers. This is fantastic. This is so damn good already. And the vanilla beans? Oh, dude. <laughs> Fucking. They, they taste amazing. <laughs> oh, God. The vanilla beans. <laughs> oh, God. <sighs> okay. So we have a three-point rating system where three is a perfect beer. Two is a good beer you're going to continue to drink. One is a bad beer, but you should give it a try. And zero is a drain pour. What are you going to give your beer, Jeff? So, so far, this is a 2.5. It's, gonna, it's only going to go up from here. But you haven't even talked well, about your beer, so do you not like it? Is it not good? Oh, no, it's not good, no. Ah, uh, yeah. It's, um, it's really bland. It has, like, no taste. Barely any taste. The little taste there is, it's, it's kind of good, but overall, it's, it's not. not. It, even on the website, it says, take a hint of these bright, sweet fruit notes, which aren't sweet or bright. Uh, this easy drinking bubbler. So it, it is easy drinking because it doesn't really taste like anything and it, it's not boozy at all. But That's easy. Yeah, it's just, it's not very good. So I'm going to give mine, I'm going to give it a one and a half. Whoa. Yeah, one, I'll never, ever, ever, ever have this again. Your ever, precious ever. IPAs. My precious IPAs, I know. But I'll never, ever, ever have it again. Ever. Ever, ever. It's not good. Not, not very good. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, Hop Valley, you suck. Oh, no! You know, I I have had one of their beers before. I, it was like a Citra one or a Citrus or something like that. And that one was pretty good, but this one blows. Yep, wow. and it says that it won a gold. It's a gold medalist. Where it won a gold medal at the craft beer, the best of craft beer awards in 2018. Never heard of that. It's probably fake. Probably made up. Probably, yeah, more than likely. So that's not good. Our boy Raul did not comment, leave a comment for this on uh, on Beer Advocate. So sorry to disappoint you there. But maybe we'll see Raul in the future. Let's hope so. I'm sure we will. I'm sure we will. Correct. Okay. So we good with our Fearless Beer Review? Should we move on to some vinyl? Yeah. No, vinyl that was stuff? great. Sure. That was a good, had a good time. Okay. Yeah. yeah great time. Sure. Blast, huh? Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's uh, let's jump right into this. This uh, just some vinyl we got this week. This will lead into our songs of the week. So, what do you got, Jeff? What, what what's your haul this week? Uh, I listen to so much vinyls this week; it's ridiculous, ridiculous. Yeah. So I'll just I'll just start naming some, and then if if you're interested, you can hey, what's that? And then I'll be like, oh, this is what that is. Okay. Um. So as far as in like the folk area, country realm, uh, John Denver. I, I, I kind of wanted to do him on the pod, but I listened to his album again, Poems, Prayers, and Promises. Do I have, do I, I have one John Denver record. 
No, you have in the big stash. No, nah, it's, it's not that one. I don't know which it's one not. you have, but I know it's not that one. Damn. But this one, uh, this one's got like uh, sunshine on my shoulders and country roads. Take me home, country roads on it. Okay, I know so, that song. Yeah, those are popular songs. Um, I also yeah. listen to James Taylor. His first I album. I don't think I've ever listened to James Taylor ever. I mean, you know a lot of his songs, but do I? Yeah, like Fire and Rain, Carolina, My Mind. Nah, I don't think so. Okay, well, you're stupid, so. I also listen to this guy named Richard Havens, Richie Havens, which I had never heard of this guy before, and it was a double LP. The album's called 1983, but I guess this guy opened Woodstock. He was the first person to play Woodstock, hmm. and another festival called the Isle of Wight, W-I-G-H-T, I think. Yeah, he closed that festival, so he was pretty pretty popular in the day. But uh, it's kind of like this cool, folky, bluesy sound to him. And I think it's great. Okay, okay. Yeah. Where'd you get that one? Was it at one of the big halls? This like was the big. Yeah, this was like had? a long time ago. One of the first bulk things that we bought before that we did like our bulk thing. We mm-hmm. just bought like two crates for like twenty bucks, and this was in that one. And it's, I, I guess I just put it to the side for fucking months and never listened to it till this week. Worth it. Um, it wasn't great, no, but <laughs> it was fine. He does a lot of covers, a lot of folky, bluesy renditions. Like he does uh, "Strawberry Fields Forever," uh, like some okay. other Beatles stuff, and and just a lot of covers that that are good. But like, I don't, I don't think this guy's great. But I think he's good, good. Okay, at best, let's just say that he's a little better than okay. Okay, a little better than okay. All right, all right. So what else you got? I also picked up Prince and Marvin Gaye from this really awkward offer up meet that I just want to get the fuck out of there. So I, oh, I picked up one. these two albums. <laughs> it was super bizarre. But I picked up Prince's Purple Rain and Marvin Gaye's Let's Get It On. Uh, Prince is fine. It's it's fun. A lot of these songs are very popular. It's, it's a good one. But damn, this Marvin Gaye one, Let's Get It On. Woo! It's good. Killer. Boom. Like, holy shit. I thought for sure after the title track dropped, it would just taper off. And it, yeah. would, it wouldn't be as good, but it just got better. It really? It fucking got better. It was unbelievable. But to be fair, this album had like 30 people, like musicians-wise, working on it. And it's, there was so many people. So a lot of ideas being thrown around there. Okay. But it's a banger. It's, it's not. Uh, it's That's not a comp, is it? No. No. It's an actual album. Okay. He, All right. He, I think he has another one called What's Going On. And then he has Let's Get It On. Oh, okay. Yeah. Very, very original. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Uh, I also finally listened to this hip-hop one that I bought a while ago that I forgot. I forgot I even had. It was like hidden. But her name's Emil, and the album's called All Money is Legal. A-M-I-L, Emil, All Money is Legal. (laughs) Okay, I get it. Fucking dumb. But it's kind of like this (laughs) this 2000 gangster rap type of thing. But it's interesting because Jay-Z kind of like co-produced the album, and he's on the album a lot. And so is Beyonce. And this was like kind of the first time they ever met was while recording stuff for this album. So mm, okay. that's kind of interesting if you like fucking pointless bits of celebrity <laughs> lore. <laughs> that's all we do on the podcast. We yeah. talk about pointless shit. So, but uh, I kind of like this. About I thought it was cool. She has kind of like this playful way of rapping, and and she also sings too. And she goes from being really serious and, and Lil Kim esque. To kind of like shifting gears and being a little more playful in her rapping is really good. I was very surprised. Okay. Kind of like Nicki Minaj? No, Nicki Minaj is just fucking, uh, she's just stupid now. (laughs) 
You used to like her, though. I did. Huh. There was a brief period that I liked her, and then she personally sent us a cease and desist. So after that, I... That's true, I, yeah. I, I we did like get her. the cease and desist. Yeah, it was from her. She called me. Yeah, direct, yeah directly then, from her. Yeah. And then changed her number. <laughs> so I, I also got a bunch of stuff from this from this lady like a couple weeks ago, just like really good rock for like dirt cheap. And I listened to a couple Almond Brothers. One is Eat a Peach. And then one's Brothers of the Road. The Eat a Peach, that's her third album by the band. Dwayne Allman had died months prior to this. So it's a mm-hmm. double disc, but half of the songs are studio recordings, and then the other half are live recordings. If it wasn't for their live album, like Live at the Fillmore, this would be, would be now be my favorite because like the band was like knee-deep in depression and heavy drug abuse, and, and unfortunately, it made for a phenomenal album. Like You can hear all the tension you can hear like the depression you can hear everything in this and it is dude it is a killer album it is unbelievable and there's a 30 minute extended live jam sesh of the song Jesus. mountain jam fucking superb superb <laughs> superb it is unbelievable like Dwayne Allman was just an un- so Dickie Betts so Dickie Betts is also Allman Brothers and arguably just as good as Dwayne but phenomenal what, who does he what does he play uh, he's the, the other guitar? guitarist yeah oh okay but when when Dwayne died, he kind of like fully took over, and arguably like their most popular songs were written by Dickie Betts. So, all right, yeah, I know I know almost nothing about the Allman Brothers band, dude. I I've known some songs here and there, but I didn't really get into them until this vinyl stuff. Yeah, and like, damn, dude, the first five years of their of their career were just plagued with sadness and and craziness. Were they also one of those bands that put put out like a record or two every year for? Five or six years, kind of. They're kind of weird because they're because Dwayne died so early. They, they only had two records out before he died. Oh, okay. Yeah, so he died super early in their career, and and then their I think it was their bass player. Their, like their bass player died like a year later. Well, for is this all from like drug addiction or what? Um, basically, yeah. I mean, they're all super heavy into hard drugs, and I think Dwayne died because he like hit. Or he swerved out of the way of a bus or something and got pinned and and got crushed. Damn. And then That's I th- awful. I think in the same way the bass player died, like the same fucking the same exact way Dwayne died, the bass player died. But it's kind of sad Fuck. because the bass player was like super depressed because of Dwayne's death, kind of like in that Buck Owens and and Don Rich type of way, just real like his best friend died, so yeah. he was really depressed and like drinking so much, like to the point where the other members of the band were like, dude, you're dying. He's like, I know, I want to. Fuck, that's heavy, so heavy. heavy stuff. Yeah, damn, such a shame too, man. They are just a fucking phenomenal band. I need to get into them more. I need to get into them more. I'm interested in that live record too. Oh, dude, wait, do you have it right now? Or I, no, I have it. I have it. Oh yeah, you got me one from. Uh, I don't remember where you got it for me. Yeah, that's good yeah. though. So I got one coming. I got one coming. Uh, I listened to a couple Grateful Dead's "Blues for Allah" and then "Shakedown Street." You're a big Deadhead now. They are kind of hit or miss. So, like, Shakedown Street, I thought was probably my least favorite Grateful Dead album to date that I've listened to, and I've listened to, like, ten. But Blues for All, I mean, this one, dude, this one was, holy shit, this one was so good. Are this they one, live albums, or are they, they studio? No, they're studio. But my, my Blues for All, the one, I got this from that lady for Dirt Cheap, and there was dirt mm-hmm. on it, like actual dirt, like fucking <laughs> mud. Yeah. <laughs> And and she was like, yeah, I have, a, I have a stack of records I'm just throwing away. And I said, well, can I can I take a look at them? She's like, you can just take all of them if you want. And there was like a fucking stack. I have my hands up. You can't see that, though. Probably like 20 records deep. 
Jesus. And like the jackets were just done. So like they were just beat to hell. But then I took this Grateful Dead one and there was actual dirt on the album, on the disc itself. <laughs> and so after I cleaned it up and wiped it down, like it, it played fine. Like very little surface noise, no skips, no jumps, nothing. It was, it was fine. That's surprising. But the jacket is fucked. And like there was actual dirt. I had to like wipe the jacket on the carpet and then vacuum it up because there was so much dirt on it. <laughs> like, how do you get dirt on a fucking record? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it was so weird. That is very bizarre. <laughs> also, from the same lady, I got uh, Zeppelins. I listened to two Zeppelins. The song remains the same, you know. And then I got In Through the Outdoor, which has Fool in the Rain, whatever. But the song remains the same. This one, this one kind of got shit on, like by critics and even the band said they don't really like it that much because well, it, it's a live record. Yeah, but it wasn't a good representation of what they sounded like live or what they were live. And well, I think that's true. No, I don't think so at all. I think everything I've seen from Zeppelin, everything I've heard from Zeppelin, they they're not like a fun band. They don't they don't do like crazy things. They they stick to their structure pretty religiously and this is fine. This sounded like Zeppelin. This sounded like live Zeppelin. Better than how the West was won? Well, that's a little bit different cuz that one's like like they just had like hey guys, here's fucking 8 hours to do a concert. Just do whatever you want. <laughs> that's true. Like that, so fucking long. Like that's something that no one's ever done. When when two of the songs are almost an hour long, <laughs> or total almost an hour long, yeah, that's a long fucking record. Yeah, that's that that, that one's something special. But yeah, I think I it's fine, dude. I like, love that album. If if you see the song remains the same, pick it up. I think it's great. Yeah, if it's cheap, I'll pick it up. But I'm not gonna spend yeah, thirty bucks on it. I mean, would you pay thirty bucks for it? No. I don't. I think you like, won't pay more than twenty dollars for a record most times. It's because I'm spoiled. You are spoiled out there in Arizona. I'm the one getting ripped off over here. Well, you're paying maybe a slightly premium prices. It's annoying. It's yeah. annoying. It's annoying. So I also bought two Grand Funk albums because I just I can't stop buying them, and they're all good to great. Except for Phoenix, you, that's the only bad one. Dude, shut the fuck up. So, it's a good record. <laughs> it's a solid fucking record. I got, I got Shining On and All the Girls in the World Beware. That's their eighth and ninth album. And Grand F- the Shining On has has a cover of, of Locomotion, that song Locomotion. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was a huge hit for them. So they got kind of lucky with that one. But the album, like the jacket's cool. It's supposed to come with 3D glasses. So you can have like so much fun looking at the cool art in 3D. <laughs> but there's no 3D glasses there. But the place that I bought it from, all those attic, he does have a sealed like original copy with the 3D glasses. But it's too expensive. I don't want to buy it. How much was it? It's like 40 bucks. Oh, okay. How much did you pay for this one? Seven? Yeah, seven dollars. <laughs> oh, I, I guessed it. Yes. <laughs> most most <laughs> records I buy are in the seven to twelve dollar range. In the twelve dollar range, it. if 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 I buy a twelve dollar record, I only buy that one. <laughs> I don't buy anything else. <laughs> You're so dumb. And I think this was this week too. It seems like so long ago, but but I listened to Smash by The Offspring. I bought that and I got a magenta vinyl. Where'd you get? Did you get that off of uh, SRC? Uh, Zia Records. Oh, Zia, okay. Yeah. I think it's exclusive to Zia. Weird. That's weird. But I was, de- I was debating it for a while, and then you were like, oh, just get it. <laughs> It'll be worth even more money. And it's like, okay. And then I bought it. <laughs> but it's, I'm so wait, happy with it. Wait, you, you're, you're criticizing me for buying, for wanting you to buy a record that you really enjoy, and in a cool variant, and like I said, probably going to be worth something a little bit later on. It's twenty five dollars. Oh my god, twenty five dollars! Hey, for twenty five dollars, I can buy a box of records, 
keep like five for myself and then sell the rest for thirty dollars. Oh, man. But I get oh, shit boy. like a lot of REO speed wagons and stuff, but that's fine. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. What else do you got? I, I also listen to, um, so I listen to a lot of Prague this week too. And Me too. So Kansas, I got Kansas 2 for the show. It's a double disc live album. And dude, these guys fucking rock. They are they do the hard rock and Prague sound so perfectly. And they're so talented. And this live album, is, is like every... Every sound that they have done up until this point thrown in there. So all of their all their really proggy stuff, all of their just like super crazy noodling, all of their good like that that song Dust in the Wind. Yeah. That's on that's there. A good song. And it's just like him with an acoustic guitar singing and the whole band comes in and it's really theatrical and there's a lot of noise and it's it's just good. It's so damn good. So pick that up. Cause okay. Because it's, it's fantastic. Wait, you you actually picked it up from a store? You got it in a in a box. This was uh, this was one from that lady in a, in a stack of throwaways. Oh. Oh, man, you got dude, you get so fucking lucky. I swear. <laughs> every time I go on offer up or anything, I can I never find anything. I check every day, like uh, several times a day, and I never have come across anything cool. Ever. <laughs> I I don't know. Maybe it's just like a lot of old people move here and they die, and like their kids inherit records. I guess I don't know. It's weird. Because I usually buy, when I buy these bulk records, they're not from old people. They're from, like, younger people, like, in their 40s. Oh, okay. So, I, like, I think that maybe their parents have these and they die. Or they've had them, I don't know. Yeah. I don't Who know. knows? I don't know, Tyler. But even but even still, like, you got you got lucky with that when you bought the Incubus record and, like, Dr. Dre or something like that? I swear. So, I bought NWA, Incubus, oh, NWA. Light Grenades, and the Nas um, Illmatic for, for 30 like, bucks yeah for 30 bucks but i swear <laughs> i swear this girl was like selling her significant others records because she had zero interest in the records because I, I asked her questions like oh like what what is this one and then she's like which one is that one i said oh the one with like the orange cover because she didn't even know who they were she didn't care when <laughs> i met her she didn't even check the money like she just wanted them gone i mean yeah it must have been like a breakup or something and he probably left shit over at her house and she's just selling it yeah <sighs> Lucky for me. Seriously, man. It's not fair. Hey, you gotta get you gotta get got. You gotta get got. I also listen to this band called Traffic. You ever heard of Traffic? Never heard of them. So Traffic is another prog band, prog slash psychedelic band from like the late sixties, the seventies. Uh Steve Winwood was a singer for them. Um he joined Blind Faith when Traffic briefly broke up and, and played on I've heard of them. Blind Faith only album. Yeah, with Clapton, Ginger Baker and Yeah. But uh, yeah, dude, Traffic, I got their album, The Low Sparks of High Heeled Boys, is what it's called. That's their fifth album. Super dumb name, but it's, it's good. It's, it's, it's very proggy, a little kind of like jazzy in there, too. Okay. It's good okay. stuff. Probably really cheap. Uh, probably not here. Probably not there. Probably not here. It's never cheap here. Of course, listen to Yes, Yesterday's. It's a comp album. A couple of songs I, I don't have from normal albums, but they're like B-sides and stuff, so I picked it up. And I don't give a fuck. It was two bucks. That's, that's a deal. That's a deal. If I picked up some good stuff too. Some good yes stuff. So, <laughs> I listen so to I listen to two sticks. I listen to Cornerstone, and then I listen to Sticks Two. Cornerstone's my least favorite Sticks album I've, that I've heard so far. That that Is sticks that like that stick sound that you probably think that they sound like by this mm-hmm. time. This is this is I don't know like their eighth album or something. But by this time, like that sound has has completely lost value. Like diminishing returns has completely taken over. And I just mm-hmm. don't care about that sound anymore. But Sticks 2, Sticks 2 kind of got shitty reviews. 
And I think it's because it doesn't sound like the sticks that like we think of. This is heavier. It's got a lot of like groovy stuff in there, some jazzy stuff at times, and some really heavy bass-driven songs. Hmm. And besides like the Grand Illusion, you should probably check out this one, Six Two. Six Two. Yeah. And wait, you said, but you said this is like their eighth album, right? This is their second album. Cornerstone oh, is the okay. one you don't want to listen Corner, to. Okay, okay. Cornerstone is not what I want to listen to. I don't know. I I listened to Sticks last week, and I just thought it was good. But I'm, which one did you listen I don't to? Know if I, uh, the one with the the girl's face on the cover. Oh, pieces of eight. The, yeah, yeah, that one. I don't. I don't know. It it was good, but I don't know how how often I'm gonna go back to it. I I think you'll like Sticks two more. I mean, just pick it up because it's probably cheap. That way, you can hear a lot of different sounds that Sticks has done. Maybe. As Maybe. A song if I, if I see it? it for a few dollars, then then I'll pick it up. Would you ask? It has that song "Lady" on it. Oh, oh, that song sucks. Oh, dude. That song sucks, man. Oh, Come on. Oh, there it goes. Not buying that one. <laughs> <laughs> I, dude, that song is so cheesy. <sighs> All right. I, I and it just reminds me of Freaks and Geeks, which I love that show, but... I never, I never watched the show. You're crazy. I guess. You've really never watched that show? I don't think I've seen one episode, no. Oh, my God, dude. You... It's so it's a perfect show. I think I think it got to the point where it had been so long since I've seen it, and every time like it got brought up, people would always say, "Oh, it's so fucking good." And then I just got like, "It, it can't is. be that good." Fuck off. It's really good. It's very very good. Like you need to watch it. I don't. It's on Netflix. First of all, I, I don't need to fucking do anything. Well, you need to because I'm telling you to. So you need to. You're not the boss of me. I'm the boss of me. <laughs> That's a good song too. Uh, I was li- I was listening to Emerson Lake uh, Palmer ELP. Uh-huh. Their their album works. I want you to buy this one, so I won't talk about it too much. But wait, is this the one I have? This is a double disc. Have... Works. No. the black cover. It just says works on it. No, I, I got the I got their self titled. I mean, I'll talk about it more. But then I also got oh pictures. Wait, is that the one? Yeah. The, no, no, that's not the one I'm talking about. But pictures is 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 like their third album. It's a live album, but it's really good. Oh, okay, because yeah, I have this, but I haven't listened to it yet. Let's get stuff. Yeah, it works, dude. If you see that, pick it up. I'm, I think I'm pretty much gonna pick up any ELP I, I come across oh, at this point, yeah. as long as it's cheap. It's always cheap. I guess over yeah, here. I, I bought this for four bucks. So, well, there you go. Two discs, four bucks. That's, that's a great deal. That's a great fucking deal. Yeah. And the last prog thing I li- listened to this week, I listened to Pink Floyd. Two albums by Pink Floyd. Oof! Would you listen to? Wish you were here and Atomic Heart Mother. Okay. Okay, I don't have either of those yet, but you will have "Wish You Were Here," and uh, I, I, I did, I did keep "Atomic Heart Mother" for myself. That's fine. And That's fine. "Wish You Were Here" was great. It was good. It was, it was solid stuff. It's a classic. I don't. I guess after I talk about the next one, I don't understand like why this one, like why "Dark Side" and this one in particular gets so much hype because "Atomic Heart Mother" is so damn good. It is. Like this is this is my favorite favorite Floyd so favorite? far favorite favorite <laughs> favorite this is my favorite, favorite. Flo- Floyd's that's hard to say favorite Floyd this is my favorite my Floyd favorite so Floyd. far it's not that hard favorite Floyd so far there's a lot of favorite, alliteration there favorite Floyd so far I almost fucked that one up yeah, you did almost fuck it up <laughs> like this this album really took its time especially on side two and explored so many different concepts and sounds. And I haven't heard I haven't heard that record in so long. This is by far my favorite Floyd record. 
Really? Like it is more than metal? Yeah, for sure. Well, what do you mean for sure? It's easy. No contest. Do you have animals yet or no? I don't think you do. No, I only have four Floyds. Oh, okay. It's funny because I, really I, I have four Pink Floyds. I've only bought one and it was metal and it was 12 bucks. But the other three I got for free. 12 bucks is cheap for that one. I, I paid 22 for mine. Yeah, for damn. my metal. But I, I mean, that was one of the first, one of the first records I bought. Like when I, when I first started collecting, had to get metal. It kind of great record. It kind of it kind of sucks because I know the record store by my house had Umaguma for a while, mm-hmm. and it was pretty cheap. And from some of the stuff I was reading, people are people say that Atomic Heart Mother is is similar in sound to Umaguma. Yeah, and so that's the next one that I want to buy is 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 Umaguma because if it sounds like Atomic Heart Mother, I'm fucking I'm all for it. I'm game. I mean, pretty much everything prior to Roger Waters leaving is pretty damn good. After that, it's just, it's just pretty much Gilmore. It's all Gilmore. What what album did he leave on? Uh, Final Cut is his last record, and then there's I think four rec or three records after he left. There, they did two more in the '80s, and then they did the Division Bell in '94, and then they did the last one like four years ago. I think in 2016. I don't even remember the name of it, but the last one they did from four years ago was just like all ambient. I don't I don't think there were any vocals on it. But it was all David Gilmore, hmm. who I like. But you know, the whole magic was like having both, having everybody write their own songs and then just throwing that into an album for the most part. Like that's how most of their albums are. That's that's like that's how I felt. Atomic Atomic Heart Mother was especially the second side of it was everybody wrote their own thing and then played it for the first time together and recorded mm-hmm. it because. That's so cool. There's so many different parts. The guitar is doing something that the drummer shouldn't be doing together, but mm-hmm. because there are other people doing their own thing, it all just meshes really well. They're so good. I also people didn't fucking so realize that. Like, like they've had so many albums. Like, I thought Dark Side. Like before we got into the vinyl thing, and before I listened to Floyd, I thought Dark Side was like maybe their second or third album. No, it's later in their career. So is the Wall. They wish you were here. Was like their the- ninth album. Yeah, I, I think the wall was, the wall came out and then the final cut and then Roger Waters left. So I think so. It was like, I mean, th- that's really the only pink. That's what I consider Pink Floyd is with Roger Waters and David Gilmore, and then obviously the first record without Gilmore. But, but yeah, anything after that is not Floyd to me. But is it called the final cut because that's the last cut they put out before he left? I don't know. I really don't know. I don't know the whole story behind that. Because I mean, if so, then that's like a really I don't know, respectful way of leaving the band, right? Because, like, hey, let's record one more because I'm going to leave after that type of thing. It could very well be that. I mean, like, just listening to that album, too, would be so interesting to know that all the band members know that this guy's leaving. So I wonder how different it sounds. But he also left on bad terms. Like, it's been known for, it's been known for decades that, that Roger Waters and David Gilmore do not like each other. And it wasn't until, like, maybe a few weeks ago where Roger Waters was actually actually allowed to do to like post on uh, Pink Floyd's social media. David Gilmore <laughs> like put a ban on him and ne- he was ne- he never allowed Roger Waters to post on their social media up until like a few weeks ago. So silly. So, so dumb, dumb, so petty. Yeah. It was to promote it, it was to promote like some live record that he was coming out with that Roger Waters was coming out with. Weak. 
Yeah, so stupid. It's so, it's so these dudes are in their fucking seventies and they're fighting no, for, like they're First of teenagers. all, they're too old to be like posting to social yeah. media anyway. <laughs> <laughs> they should be hiring like somebody younger to be doing that for them. I mean, I mean, I'm sure it, it is like a different entity that's posting because it, they're just posting like promotional stuff. It's nothing like personal. Oh. It's all promotional. Then but yeah, it's not them. No, it's definitely not them. But I mean, just the fact that they they refuse to to let roger waters related stuff be posted on it is stupid and petty very tom petty but whatever whatever very tom petty yes correct yeah. all right so what else you got uh, a couple more things here i'm almost done almost done yeah i listened to to tommy i got tommy by the who um a while ago actually from that same lady let's call her denise because that was her let's name. call her denise yeah okay. that was her name so we'll That's call her, her let's call her denise so denise hooked let's me up with tommy for two bucks and not that that's like a phenomenal deal because you can find to- at least over here you can find Tommy for like eight to eight to ten bucks. Okay. And um, I listened to this in high school because <laughs> can you not do that while I'm talking? I I had to. I'm that sorry. would be great. You can mute your mic. You can put the volume uh, down real quick. It was it was you know you honestly can, it happened too quickly. You know, I guess you just you like slowpoke. You just don't think fast enough. That's fine though. That's so, exactly what you said last week. <laughs> But and, yeah, now you, and you're just now getting the joke is what's funny. I'm just now so getting. Broke. Yes, exactly. So I listened to Tommy slow. in high school because it's 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 like it's it's one of the first rock operas. Right. It's, it's a it's a also one of the first like full concept albums where it tells a story from beginning to end and the music matches. And it's it's, it's a good album. So I, I've, I've not listened to it in decades. And I put it on just last night. And, and I was like, you know what? I need something good to watch. On my projector, because I just sit on this little couch and stare at the wall, which is a projector. And then I just watch <laughs> fucking just whatever and just poo my brain out. So I put on Return of the Jedi. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I put on Return of the Jedi and listen to Tommy. And let me tell you, what a roller coaster. <laughs> like, holy shit. This, this album is so fucking good. You have to read the synopsis before because there is there's no way that you'll understand the story just by listening to the music. But once reading the synopsis, the music follows it very well, and it's, really? it's 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 damn good. It is so fucking good. Well, like you, I haven't listened to it in many, many, many years, and I don't even remember what it sounds like. I, I have like no opinion on Tommy. Okay, well then that's that's good because you can listen to it and be blown away. If you see it, pick it up. If it's like ten bucks, just fucking. I pick have it seen up, it. Dude. I've seen it for. I've seen it for eight dollars. I think eight dollars. Yeah, a white rabbit. Okay, next time you see it for eight dollars, pick it. You don't like it? Is it I'll actually worth you. it though? For Is eight dollars? Are you it? fucking serious? Eight dollars? <laughs> I don't know, man. Dude, when you talk about know. like concept albums, come on, don't be stupid. I mean, don't be dumb. Not not every highly acclaimed album is that great. You know? But that's the thing. It, it, it wasn't even acclaimed as being like a perfect album. It's, it's good. It's good to great, but not great to perfect. But for me, personally, I think it's great to perfect. Jesus Christ. I think knowing the story and just this, how the, the music follows the story. And the story is really just kind of dumb anyway. But I think the album just really takes its time. It just really slows everything down. And there are certain things like, like drug-induced... Uh, interrogation kind of is -hmm. involved in the album and that song which which is him the 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 character tommy kind of tripping on lsd that song's 10 and a half minutes long 
So it's not I just so it's not just like oh this is drugs so let's do a two minute song like no dude they, it's fucking ten and a half minutes <laughs> like it fully <laughs> explores that that area of, of Tommy's psyche. Okay, I mean I'll I'll buy it if I see it for cheap. Just fucking buy it. If it's still there, I'll I'll pick it up next week. Dude, for sure. So and you hate the Who and you'll like the Who after this. I don't hate the Who. You hate I, the Who. There's, there's never been a point where I you do said not I hated like the who. the who in any capacity. You hate the Who. The Who? <laughs> Jackie Childs <laughs> says the Maestro. The Who? <laughs> That's good. Uh, a couple Jeez. soft rock things I listen to. I listen to El- another Elvis Costello because I have like twelve albums by him. And how was that? I-, I listened to King of America. It's his tenth album. Still don't like him. <laughs> not a not a fan. I thought you liked him. I thought you did. No, I liked one album. One album by oh, him. Okay. Because it was more like reggae influenced. But then reading about it, it's because he had used a racial slur when talking about James Brown. And so people thought that he released an album that was very, I guess, urban influenced <laughs> to try and try and like save face. And that oh was God. that was the only album by him that I liked. Everything else, I think, is I don't understand why fucking people like this guy. He's so maybe boring. his lyrics. I don't know. But I got these for free from a guy that's going to die probably pretty soon. So I, just, I don't have the heart to get rid of him. So I got to keep him. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh my God. They were a gift. I know, I know, I know. You know, like, I, I, it's, well, like I understand, the Ramones records, like the Ramones records. Like, I don't love the Ramones, and I'm sure there are people out there that fucking would kill for the Ramones collection that I have. That just fell on your lap for free. Yeah, I don't even like them. I don't even appreciate them. But because of the guy and his connection with my family, like, I just can't. If I find somebody that really loves the Ramones, like, I'm, I, I'm happy to do a trade or give them to that person. I mean, you know one person. Who? Me. Oh, yeah. I, f- I forgot. You're the biggest Ramones fan of all time. Biggest Ramones fan. Yeah. Biggest Ramones just and Costello fan. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, just send them my way. If I give you I'll the Ramones albums, they will, they will probably do the same that they've been doing here, just sitting there being listened to once. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're totally right. <laughs> Except for that one record. That one record's really good. Animal what Boy. Animal? Mm-hmm. Animal what? What? Animal what Boy. It? Animal Boy. That was a solid record. I I was shocked. The, that 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 was even the Ramones. That's not their only record that sounds like that, but that is their best that sounds like that. Damn, that was a banger. And again, people will, will probably hate me, but uh, '80s Ramones was the best decade for the Ramones. Fighting words. That's when Animal Boy was like. That's I that know, was the right? '80s sound. People, fuck, I don't care. More of like a hardcore punk, which yeah. is. I thought they did pretty well. They did not the best, but they did a pretty good job of it well, with low expectations they 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 blew us out of the water <laughs> <laughs> that's true there's that too there's that there's that too i mean if i wanted to listen to a hardcore record i'd listen to gorilla biscuits black flag <laughs> some you, shit like that you would never throw on <laughs> animal boy i would no. <laughs> no not for a hardcore record but it was surprising that they put that out um i also listened to huey lewis on the news their album called sports <laughs> <sighs> so lame like wh- Huey Lewis in the news is like the most vanilla 80s rock band, I swear. You can't get any more vanilla than them. So to be, I guess in my defense, I did get this for free. Of course. And of course. I kept this because it has an important song on there. Which is? Uh, and I forgot the song. I think it's called the, the Ghostbusters song? It's that song, yes. But Yeah. I, oh, um, no, I need... I, I need, need a new drug. I need a new I, drug, I, yeah. I want a new drug. Yes. That's what yes, it's called. Yes. I, so it has a song, I Want a New Drug on it. 
And it's funny because the song right before, I can't remember the name of that song either, but the song right before also has the same bass line. And so when I'm listening to it, I'm like, damn, I don't remember it being this subtle. Like I remember it being like a blatant ripoff. Like Ray Parker yeah. Jr. blatantly ripped it off. But then the next song, I need a new, I want a new drug, came on. I was like, oh, yeah, here it is, here it is, here it is. <laughs> so the it's same bass lines in two songs. That's weird. That's weird. But yeah, it's, it's, it is a com- fucking complete ripoff of the Huey Lewis and the News. So. It just what, what makes that whole story even better is that the the movie company asked them for to to do the song or for Huey Lewis to do the song or they wanted the rights or something like that and he blatantly said no and they're like okay we'll just hire somebody else to play it yeah it's, yeah and that's what they did and they got sued and then they paid him out <laughs> so they they got their way anyway they Dude, just paid him a little bit extra but just talk about like like you called Huey Lewis in the news just bland boringness mm-hmm. yeah yes <laughs> so not only is the band Band Bland, the Bland Band, the Bland Band, but like the album cover is just, I guess Huey, on the front with a jacket like his sport coat flipped over his back by holding it with like one finger, like he's a businessman in a tie and he's in a bar that looks very similar to Cheers but very boring, and the name of the fucking album is just called Sports. <laughs> I know that's so boring. Like how fucking uh, that's like dad rock, right? If that if that's even a category. Like, hey, dude, let's 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 make a band. What, do you, what should be our name? Like our album. Let's just call it sports. <laughs> just sports. No exclamation point. Just fucking sports. Sports. God, What's that's the cover so look like? lame. That, Is it like a basketball or something? No, that's it. It's him with his jacket flipped over. Oh, that that's the actual. Okay. Yeah, okay. and the bar in the background is. Just, <laughs> It's just so lame. It's so lame. But of course, I, I threw it on. And then a, a, a different pile we got. Uh, there was another Huey Lewis Sports, and I gave it to Sloan. I was like, hey, Sloan, you, you should just keep this because it has one song on there that I think is kind of historic to music in general. So just keep it. It was free. And then when I put on Huey Lewis and the new Sports, Sloan was like, dude, this is so fucking good. I was like, oh, of course you would think it's fucking good. <laughs> What's the oh Millie Vanilli, Millie Vanilli that he loves? So he has like hundreds of albums. Like at this point, he has maybe maybe even close to a thousand records. He's listened yeah. to Millie Vanilli like four times. Oh my god! Why? When he when he has all of this stuff that he's never touched, like he has Houses of the Holy that he's never touched. He has all this jazz stuff he's never touched. But Millie Vanilli four times. Like I get it, <laughs> I get it. Like you have your favorite stuff and you can listen to him over and over. I don't I don't dog him for that, but. But why Millie Vanilli? Yeah, come on. I don't. I don't get him. I don't understand it. I had to tell him to stop asking all of the record stores we went to because every new record store we, we went to, he'd always. The first question was always, "Hey, do you have any Lionel Richie?" And then we get like shitty service the rest of the time. Like, if I have any questions, uh. the people would never be around. Like, so you got to fucking stop saying that. People think you're an idiot, <laughs> and then they treat us like idiots. And then when I need help, nobody's around. Oh my god, that's great. You mean Lionel Richie? The fuck? Now, I would love to go to a record store where you ask, "Do you have any Lionel Richie?" And the guy says, "Get the fuck out." <laughs> I would sp- I would spend hundreds there. It's funny because I did see Lionel Richie this week at White Rabbit. Is it the one where he's sitting on that chair, or is it the one who's laying down? Sideways? I don't know. I I just saw the 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 name card, Ugh. and there was probably like five records in there. Ugh! But I didn't actually look through them. Barf. Whatever. Know, maybe they're bangers. Who knows? They're not. I've I've listened to one of them and it's not a banger in any way. <laughs> Should do one on the pod. Definitely not. Um, I also listened to during the Lakers match. I I, I listened. Laker damn, match. I know. I shouldn't have said that. Like game. 
game. Come on, they're man. all games. There are here. no matches. They're all games. It's all game. <laughs> matches that shit you strike to, to light a fire. <sighs> I, li- I listened to two two albums that were named German beer drinking songs. They're just straight polka. Okay, and um, they were good. Like like we talked about, polka is fine. It's great. It's it's good in moderation. Yes, you listen to it. You have your you, have, you get your teehees out, get your kicks down a couple <laughs> brewskis, and then you don't listen to it for another couple months. Yeah, you're not gonna, and you're also not gonna spend three hours listening to polka music. No, I, I listened to two albums, and by the second one, I was like, okay, I'm definitely, definitely questioning whether I should listen to the second one. Because I mean, you had your fix at that point. Yeah. Oh, I'm I'm done for months. 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 All right, that's it, dude. That leads me to my pick. My Jesus pick of the week. Christ. That was a lot. I know, right? That was. I didn't really. So what do you got? Yeah, that was it. Yeah. So, um, the only record store day album that I really wanted was Willie Cologne and his uh, the album Costa Nuestra. Mm-hmm. That was like the only. Whoa! Whoa! That was the only thing I was. You got a trigger finger there, huh? I do. Yeah. That was the only thing I was really looking for, but it was like twenty five bucks, and and I was oh. like, you know what? Whatever, I don't really care that much, and so my boy, all those clothes on Sundays and Mondays, and so I said, you know what, I'm gonna go to all those on Tuesday morning, because he's closed on Sunday, Mondays. So he might have some extra stuff left over, and I, I I walk in also also with a box of records, and I'm trading in, because <laughs> I always do. Can't you can't go to records store without bought records to trade in. Yeah. And so he, he was like, hey, what's up? Like, you got more for me? I was like, yeah. So he's flipping through them. And I was like, hey, like, just by chance, do you have Willie Cologne? Did you have any record store day leftovers? He's like, yeah, I got one left. Boom. Oof. It was like, it was like uh, I don't know. Was, the, the gods parted the clouds and shined on me that day. <laughs> I was super stoked. And then he gave me like fucking 20 bucks store credit for my record. So it only cost oh. me $5. Five dollars for this record store day title. Yeah. You. So I paid five, and and the records that I traded in too, I had already gotten money back from selling to Sloan because we split it. So essentially, this was free because I bought fifty dollars of records, and then I basically got sixty five in cash and credit. Mm-hmm. So even Damn, though I paid five dollars, this record was technically free. So yeah, I basically I, I got this record store day exclusive for free because you know I'm a shyster. What can I say? Yeah, you you are. That's yes. what I do. But this is uh this is like his fourth or third or fourth album. His I think his second album fe- featuring Hector Laveau. He he sings on this. Willie Cologne plays a trombone, and um, I don't know if you remember, but we had either done Willie Cologne's first album or we talked about it extensively in the pod. Malo. Many, many episodes ago. We never actually did it as the album of the week. I don't I, I, I don't we remember. We've, we talked we've about it a it. lot though. We we talked about it for a while. I think we talked about it, but we didn't we didn't we never actually did the album. Okay. All right. Well Willie yeah. Cologne is 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 always just been kind of like a favorite of mine in the salsa genre. Mm-hmm. But especially now it's I mean it's impossible to find any kind of worldly music out here in Arizona. So I've always I just kind of like wrote it off because I'm not I don't want to buy Molo for twenty five bucks on Discogs. This is not fun. Yeah, I get it. I get it. But holy fuck, man, this guy is so good. He is so is amazing. This song was really good too. So here's a little bit of a well. What's your pick? What do you got? Juana Peña. Juana Peña. Cool. Not playing. Whatever. Here we go. Okay. <laughs> 
go Willie Colon mm. Juana Pena that is a banger that's a real banger man when good I, job when I listen to this album I listen to it twice in a row it's I just I because I, I, I couldn't I couldn't I couldn't get it all the first time <laughs> I want to listen to the full record I, I didn't actually listen to the whole thing I only listened to this one but it's really good and I I'm really interested in buying this record if I see it for cheap yeah if you then I'll I mean if it. you see it it, it was a record store day exclusive, like I said. Mm-hmm. Normal, not colored vinyl, black, a, a little heavier, maybe 180. But if you see it, dude, pick it up. It's, you will not be disappointed. You pick up a lot of stupid shit for 20 bucks, 25 bucks. What do you mean? No, I never pick up. The only the only stupid thing I bought for 20 bucks was Bahal's Boutique. Why would you say that? That's not stupid. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I'm kidding. It's not stupid. That was a great buy. You, you, bought, you bought Neighborhoods for like 25. I bought... <laughs> yeah, yeah. I bought neighborhoods for twenty. I was thinking, did I pay more than that for neighborhoods? But no, it was twenty five. Oh I, pay I paid twenty five for, for neighborhoods. Dude, that's my second favorite Blink record. Why wouldn't I pay more for You're it? You're just silly. If you see this, you should pick it up. So you think this is better than neighborhoods? Yes, yes, I do. Oh, dude. I, yeah, I could I could listen to this more times in a row than I could neighborhoods, like back oh. to back, over and over. I could listen to this more times in a row than neighborhoods. Yes. You're wrong. Not Toy Page. Oh. Not self entitled. Oh. Maybe not Better even Dude Ranch, but but definitely neighborhoods. You're dumb. You're dumb. <laughs> You're so dumb. Anyway. <laughs> but you have two picks this week, not just Willie Cologne. Oh yeah, one. I forgot the other one. So the other one I guess you didn't even really want to talk about it. You don't I, even know. It was it was more just kind of like funny because I had bought this Kansas album for like two bucks when I went to Shady Grove Records. And it was a later Kansas when they were in the 80s and doing the 80s thing. And I thought it was terrible. Like, I did not like it at all. But Slon was in the room listening. He's like, this is so fucking good. 
He's like, where, where did you get this? I was like, I don't know. It was like $3. He's like, you want to trade? I said, ooh, all right, all right. <laughs> and so then, remember I was talking about that pop punk album that he had, he got? Yeah. I, is this, this it? Yeah, this is the one. <laughs> I was like, I'll trade you for that pop punk one that I know you'll never listen to again because you just don't like that type of music. He's like, okay. So he went and he grabbed it, and so we were both happy. He got a, a Candace uh, record that for some reason he liked, and I got a pop punk album that I think is pretty damn good. But their oh but but their man. name is Ground Score. They're from Portland, and uh, yeah, that's that's I forgot what song I put. And how did he find or how did he get a hold of this one? Because you told me that he refused to give it to you, refused to give it to you. So like at first I offered him money. I was like, like, can I just buy this from you? I'll, I'll give you what you paid for, which was like eight bucks or whatever it was. Yeah. And he's like, no, no, I like this. It's so good. But he says everything is good. No matter what, if he bought an album, <laughs> he will say it's good. <laughs> So it's okay. That's fine. But then he, uh, he, he, would not, he would not give me anything for it. Then I was like, well, do you want to trade? I said, pick anything from my, from my collection and, you know, we'll, we'll work it out. We'll trade. He said, no, I don't want to trade. I want this. I want to keep it. I was like, oh, my <laughs> God, dude. This is fun. <laughs> like, I'm willing to give up whatever you want. Let's make a trade. Like, trading's fun. Especially, we live in the same house. Like, if you really yeah. want to listen, you can just come fucking listen to it. But that Kansas, man, I don't know what it was. That's so weird. <laughs> I thought it was a shitty Kansas. I love Kansas, but I thought it was a shitty Kansas album, too. It was called Power, I think. It was fucking terrible. But, yeah, that's how it, that's how it came to pass. And I was this one, this one was weird because halfway through, it, like, changes pace. Like, it's kind of like a heavier song at the, for the first half, and the second half, it's just straight pop punk. Yes. It's cool, though. It's good. So should I play it from the beginning? Should I start kind of halfway through? I think it's think? I think it's important to note that these guys um, they don't have like a Wikipedia page they don't have a lot of online presence so they're definitely still in like the early stages of their career if they're yeah. even still a band. Okay. So given okay. given that I think I think this this song's pretty fucking good. It's pretty good. Yeah, I think so too. So I'm gonna I'll just start at like let's say a minute and a half two minutes in. So here we go. Here's a who, wait who's this Ground Score Ground wait Ground, ground Score PDX. Here we go. Here we go. Still here from Ground Score. There you go. Dude, you just can't help but sing along with them. It's good. It's a it's great pop punk. I think it's solid. Just another one of those bands that like why didn't they become very popular? Why aren't they very popular? 
They've got it. They've got it. I don't know. I don't know what to say about it. I was I was super happy with the trade, though, needless to say. Well, absolutely. This is way better than than a Kansas record. Not that I will, like, I, I want to rip anybody off in trades because that's fucked up, but for some reason he really liked that record, and, <laughs> and I was down. I was down. Uh, what, what Sloan likes sometimes just... Shocking. Just shocking just doesn't make sense i just i don't understand it i don't understand it you know it's funny like we we talk about sloan because we know him so well nobody knows who the fuck he is nobody knows who he is. like 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 chris who was on the pod last week like he has no idea who sloan is and we talked about him like several t- we brought him up several times but he never asked who he was i know it's so good <laughs> it's, it's just funny because i mean there there are a lot of people out there that listen that i know know who sloan is yeah or like work with him and stuff but for everybody else i feel we've <laughs> talked about him enough to where they can kind of paint a general picture of his likeness i mean and yeah. his likes and dislikes and who he is as a person <laughs> so that's nice because now they have that's this this kind of like uh this this image in their head of, of this person who likes really shitty 80 music and and makes a lot of dumb decisions <laughs> <laughs> fucking sloan uh, nobody likes Sloan. There's nobody likes Sloan. That's for sure. There's only two people that like shitty '80s music, and Sloan is one of them. And my cousin Talene is the other one. Yeah, because she likes Morrissey <laughs> and the Smiths. And the Smiths. It's true. You know, it's true. Ah, shit, man, that was quite. That was quite the collection you've amassed. What this a week. ride, dude! I what a fucking ride. There was one day where I listened to no joke like twelve albums. Dude, that's how I was this week. But I'll get more into that. Yes. All right, so we're done with Jeff. He's talked about all of his vinyls, his two picks, because he's greedy. Uh, let's get into my pick, or <laughs> let's get into what I got it this week and what I listened to, uh, and then that'll lead into my weekly pick as well. Uh, so I, I got a big bunch of records from Jeff uh, when I met up with him in Laughlin, over 100 records, so I'm slowly going through those. I also bought several records, actually quite a few records this week. Um, got some really good deals, so I listened to several of those it's just been a lot of listening this week i took two days off of work because i just wanted to and literally all i did for those two days was listen to records and it was great i listened to records i played video games i just vegged out it was fan fucking (laughs) i loved it it was so nice like i haven't done i haven't taken a day off of work and then not done anything in probably years like anytime I have time off, I'm doing something. You're always catching up on, on work that you haven't done. Exactly. Right? I'm just doing something with other people or I'm podcasting or I'm doing something. But I just I was able to just not do anything and it was fucking fantastic. So yeah, so let's start off with uh Metallica. I got their first album, Kill 'em All, where you got it for me and then transferred it over to me. Uh so I listened to that. I mean, this is my favorite Metallica record. It's an absolute fucking banger. Just just great thrash thrash metal it's fantastic you agree with me too on that i know that i do you're a big metallica i I do i i think i think uh eventually probably within the next six months i will have their first three records on vinyls look at that look at that and then i'll probably pick up saint anger and then i'll be done (sighs) you're you're so dumb i know you hate it (laughs) i like saint anger no you don't yes i do don't no you don't no you don't (laughs) 
Okay, so uh, I also got Blink-182's Enema of the State, their third record. Uh, this, uh, this sounded way better than I thought I was going to sound. Like, I forgot how punchy this record is, how bass-heavy and just... It's it's like a perfectly mixed album of that time. Like, everything sounds good on it. The, the drum snare sounds great. The tones sound great. Mark's bass is awesome. Everybody was on point on this record. Fucking awesome record. And you would love the the inner sleeve of this too, because of all the mm-hmm. the guys in boxers. Yeah, because just it, modeling. I had not seen that picture since I was like a kid. <laughs> and I remember in Laughlin, we were talking about it. We were, and and the picture that always stood out to me the most because it was so, it was so gross, but it always made me laugh was Mark in the thong. <laughs> it's so it's so gross but, but dude it's so funny like what was he thinking what are you doing <laughs> uh that's when he was funny yeah that's, that's when, when he was, he was still that's funny. when he, they were fun too yeah that's true well tom's still funny travis has never been funny true <sighs> okay so yeah i got that it sounds fantastic uh the next one i got here i finally got it i got it yesterday it took almost a week to ship here from carlsbad california so a solid 40 minutes, a, four, a solid 40 minute drive took a week to actually be delivered here. Let's go so, pick it up. I didn't know it was in Carlsbad. I didn't oh. know until it arrived. Yeah. And then what's annoying too, this, this, I haven't even said what record it is, but it came out last Friday and I saw it in the record store. Oh, this like, is the Deftones record. Deftones. Yeah. It's Deftones and it's their, their new album, Ohms. And yeah, I, I've seen it in record stores. People have been posting about it at record stores and I had to wait a week because it came from Carlsbad, 40 minutes away from my house. And you're always in South County anyway, right? I am always in South Orange County. Yeah. Which is even what, like 15 minutes from Carlsbad. I know. You could have just I'm, fucking picked it up. <laughs> I know. So annoying. Oh, I was so irritated. But anyway, yeah, so I got it. I listened, I've listened to it twice. I listened to it once last night or yesterday, and then I listened to it this morning. Dude, it's, uh, it's good, man. It's, it's really good. It's not their best, but fuck, man, this is the solid record. I love this record. That's okay. great moments on it. That's great. Great fucking moments. That's cool. The artwork's kind of, kind of cool too. And they did this cool thing like where you can, they, cause the, the album is like, like, uh, cartoon eyes. And then like a bunch of like like gray dots covering the entire cover, and on their on their social media they said you can buy a dot and it'll be de- be dedicated to you and all the money will be going to like a children's uh, hospital or something like that. So like they they ended up raising I think it was like thirty thousand dollars or something like that uh, within I think it was a week and a half to some to a children's hospital I think St Jude's or something like that. So yeah, it's really cool. They they did this this cool charity thing for it too. So for kids. So that's awesome. So good on Deftones. Good on Deftones. Good on Deftones. Uh, I got this one from you. You picked this one up for me. This wasn't even, this is kind of part of the big batch, but it's Charlie Daniels band mm. and it's uh, his album. High Lonesome. Oh, this, this had some highs. It had a couple lows, but it had mostly highs. It was pretty solid. It was good. That was a fantastic. Had some of the country album. stuff. So, but it, it, this one still had some of that, that, that country. I don't like. Okay. But overall it was, Solid, solid right. output. Unlike a few of them that I have that are just shit. How many? How many do you have now? I think I have six, maybe five. No, what I have six. Fuck? I have six. Yeah. Okay. So I got that. Uh, I took the plunge and uh, listened to that Deep Purple record you got for me, the Passages. Yeah. The the it's a comp, right? Yes. 
Yeah, it was good. Doesn't have smoke on the water. So there you go. Don't but you know, it, it was really good. No, you don't need it. I it wasn't really it wasn't what I was expecting. It was more uh it was more bluesy and much more bluesy than I thought it was gonna be. But it was very good. Very good stuff. So I'm interested in Machine Head, which you have that you're gonna be giving me. And then the live record. What live in Japan? Yeah. So I'm excited for that one. So I listened to that and then um you ended up getting me three Martin Denny records. I listened to two of them this week. I listened to Aphrodisia and Latin Village. Dude, I love Martin Denny. Like, okay, I love I love this fucking these albums. They're so that is good. Fun. They're so good. And like I said before, last time we t- I, we talked about Martin Denny, I think it's the xylophone. I discovered it's the xylophone that I love so much that gives these songs just so much character and they're so cool. These albums were great. Aphrodisia was better than latin village but they're both awesome so i got those awesome stuff you hate martin denny but that's fine <laughs> we'll we'll cross that bridge at another time um i also completed my tiger army collection i got three of the records i was missing i got ghost tigers rise their third record i got their fourth record music from regions beyond produced by uh, our boy jerry finn one of the last records he produced before he died and then i also got their latest record retro future i mean i love tiger army i've i've always talked about them and how much i like them so yeah it's really cool that i finally complete, completed the collection and i just thought when i was at the record store I'm, I'm like you know what i'll pay a little bit extra money for some of these and i'll just finish my collection and i'm so happy <laughs> i did it's but it, like so like as we were talking about too like it's such a dumb thing to think that i'm just going to pay more money to complete a collection <laughs> of stuff that is completely fucking pointless anyway and i can listen to for free yes. on spotify Correct. Yes. So dumb. I love it though. It's very stupid. No, it's I love it too. <laughs> I love it too. Uh, and what's cool because like Ghost Tigers Rise has a very stripped down feel to it. It was it was fun listening to these three records in sequence because they just all sound from a production standpoint they're so wildly different. And then the music from Regions Beyond that's the one with Jer- that Jerry Finn produced. You could tell it has that almost pop punk sound to it. Like, you know how he had that signature sound to how he mic'd the drums yeah. and the, the guitars? Like, it had, it's the one Tiger Army record that sounds nothing like anything else that they've ever done. Like, it's so far out there. It's, it's, it's a fantastic record. And the Retro Future, you know, they, they recorded all this one to tape. They use only vintage gear from the 50s and 60s. And, it, I mean, it's all, it's all so good. So I, I got those three. I love them. I Love that I completed the collection. And then uh, I also listened to the, the Nick 13, the singer from Tiger Army. I listened mm-hmm. to his record that you got me that you hated too for whatever reason. <laughs> I did hate it. <laughs> it's his country record. His, his country, you know, old outlaw country record. It's great stuff, man. So I don't know why you hated it. <sighs> so I got that. It's good too. Uh, Les Baxter. Uh kind of getting back into the exotica world sound um i was recommended this guy from the guy white rabbit because i'm getting into that genre a lot more i got his record ports of pleasure and uh it's really good it's not like the exotica of martin denny it's more orchestral with like you know bigger band sounds but it's still really really good and there's a lot of like weird like just kind of that asian or japanese style sound chinese sound so it's really cool I got Herbie Mann. I got his album Sultry Serenade. This one was fucking excellent. It was a great record. Yeah. And I only got into him because of you. Because yeah. you, you wanted that record once. And I'm like, okay. It could be pretty cool. And the guy's playing a flute. 
it might be kind of cool. So yeah, I got the I got that one. Sol- Sultry Serenade. Dude, he's so awesome good. Record. He's I mean it's really 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 good. I was very very impressed. You had wait you also wait okay so I'll back up a little bit. Did you, was mm-hmm. this the one that you got from the box or the one that you or one that you bought? No, I bought this one. Because you also have another one in the box. I'm pretty sure that's that's uh, Herbie Mann, Antonio Carlos Hobim, and possibly another person that all collab on one album. Oh, maybe I do. I think I know what you're talking about, but I haven't listened to it. Obviously, I'll, li- I'll listen to it this you week. Will. I'll listen to this week. Maybe you will, today. and you'll maybe love today. it because Herbie Mann is is fucking fantastic and an amazing jazz flautist. Yes, exactly, and. Mind you, I did get this Les Baxter, Irby Man, and this next one for a dollar. All for a dollar. So Wait, all three for a dollar or a dollar each? A dollar each. A dollar oh. each. So the next one I got here uh, is Rene Tuzet and his orchestra, and the album's called Dinner in Havana. And you got mad at me for listening to it before I bought it. I'm because it was sure. a dollar. <laughs> Just fucking buy it, dude. It's a dollar. My God. <laughs> Uh, it was really good though. A fantastic record. Um, for a dollar, can't be beat, right? This is like the, this is like when Sloan goes to the record store and they're already, they're already playing music at the record store, and he says, "Ooh, this looks interesting. Let me listen on my phone." And he'll pull it up on like Spotify and listen to like ten seconds, and he'll shove his shitty speakers from his phone into his ear and try and listen and think, "Oh, this is good. Oh, this is great. Like, <laughs> dude, just fucking buy it." Like. You can't even get Mind a good you, representation did, of the sound anyway. The main reason why I played it before I bought it was because it did have a gnarly scratch across it. But when I was playing through it, the, the, it didn't affect it at all. So that was why I, the main reason why I played it. But also because I didn't know what the fuck it was. But it so, was a there you go. Dinner in Havana by Rene Tuzet and his orchestra. The next one here I got from The Big Batch from you. Uh, this is Chet Atkins. You told me to put this one on next. Yes. When I was talking to you, and I did. It's the, the, one, the album is called Picks the Best. Dude, this blew my mind. This is fucking amazing. His, the way he plays guitar on that, that acoustic guitar is just remarkable. It's so fucking good. I listened to it twice, actually. He, he actually crept into my top five guitarists. I know that's crazy. To yeah. me. I mean, not crazy, but I mean, surprising. I that you you uh, like it. You have good taste. So. I I had, I had heard of this guy because a guy at Virgin I used to work with used to love this dude, and and I just never listened to him until we got a bunch of vinyls, and I I think I have like six of his albums now, and and like he's he's so fucking good. Yeah, this this record's amazing. So I got that one. Uh, I also another one from the big batch that you got me got for me is Jimmy Rogers, the yodeling cowboy. The yodeling cowboy. So I got the best of the legendary Jimmy Rogers, and it's exactly what I thought it was going to be: old fucking country from the fifties, and the guy's yodeling. It's so cool, man! It is so cool. I loved yeah. it. So cool. You probably hate it though, huh? No, I've uh, I think I have three of his stuff, of his albums now. Three of his stuff. Three of his stuffs. I have I have one that just like a, like. I have the same one you do, that blue cover of him just standing there. Mm-hmm. And then I have I have two more. One of them is like scratched as shit, but it's super, super old, so I kept it. But I think it's fantastic. Like in my in my country phase, because I have so much country now, in my uh, in my country phase, I listened to a lot of Jimmy Rogers, and that's how I got into Merle Haggard, because I've always heard of that name too. But then he did a thing where he did like the entire life of Jimmy 
Rodgers, both musically and his spoken word. And that's and that got me into Merle Haggard. So I think Merle Haggard's fucking. If 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 you're into country and stuff now, you can also try and pick up Merle Haggard because he's fantastic. Nah, if I see it for cheap, I I'll, I'll pick it up. And then um, out of this big batch too, uh, you picked me up a bunch of James Bond records. Oh, yeah. I listened to t- I listened to two of them, but I'm just going to talk about all of them I got because why the fuck not? I only listened to uh, "You Only Live Twice" and "Live and Let Die" soundtrack. But the rest of the stuff I got was from Russia with the soundtrack to from Russia with Love, Thunderball, Another Goldfinger. Uh, like I said, You Only Live Twice, Diamonds Are Forever, Live and Let Die, and then The Spy Who Loved Me. So now I have every soundtrack I want except for Dr. No. That's the only one I, uh, that I need for the uh, that one and Goldeneye, the soundtrack to Goldeneye. Those are the only two that I want. Which so which one of those soundtracks is your favorite to listen to, and then which one is your favorite just to kind of like look at and flip through with your with your fingers, with your phalanges? So the Live and Let Die one is really cool because that one has that booklet yeah, with all the, the with all the music in it. It's so fucking cool. It's really really cool. But I really like listening to the. I mean, I, I like listening to the Honor Majesty Secret Service, the one I had from before. I like listening to that one, but I like the Live and Let Die one a lot because it has the title song on it the Paul McCartney one. And I love that song too. How many it's a fantastic song? How many different gold fingers do you have now? I have three and they're all different. Three now. They're all, they're all slightly different. Yeah. Cause they're <laughs> all done by different orchestras. So they're slightly different renditions of the song. So it's kind of cool. Very it's pretty cool. Well, I haven't listened to this gold finger, the one you got me, but the other two I have they're they're slightly different renditions of, of the songs, which are cool, which is pretty damn cool. So, this leads me into the prog, into the prog stuff. Oh yeah, baby! So the prog stuffs, and that'll lead into my my pick of the week. So, I'm a yesman now. I I, I like yes. Yes. Uh, I picked up when I was at White Rabbit. They had a bunch of yes records for fucking dirt cheap. So I picked up uh, one of the ones I picked up, and I actually listened to so far was their album "Close to the Edge." Yep. Fucking fantastic record. I loved it. Arguably loved their best record. record. That's always in like top three top two lists of best yes albums ranked so it's a phenomenal well album. the other one the other one i like better but that might be because i've no i like the other one better the one with roundabout what is that record the fragile 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 yeah, fragile yeah so yeah so i have that so yeah i got close to the edge great record uh i also picked up a few elp records emerson lake and palmer but the one i actually was able to listen to this week was uh, they're self-titled. I love this one too. Not as good as Brain Salad Surgery or BSS, as you like to call it. Yeah. But it's um, it's still a really, really f- good record. I love listening to it. And then I got uh, I listened to the King Crim one of the King Crimson's ones, the one that you got me for. Uh, I got the uh, I listened to the Starless and Bible Black. That was really, really good. I mean, I don't know why you don't like King Crimson. It's so weird that you, which you is, don't like them. Which is the one? Which is the live one? The live one is the other one, the one with the blue cover. I listened to the one, the white cover. The oh, okay. I don't. So this one what, wasn't, wait, wasn't. No, it wasn't live. I think it was called like United States or something like that. I don't know. What yeah, yeah, yeah that's called. what it's called. So yeah. like, I, I've never heard a King Crimson album because now that I'm into Prague, I don't want to just go on Spotify. I need, I need the vinyls. <laughs> I'm exclusive to vinyls now. Yeah. <laughs> So I, I tried putting on that live album, and like I said, dude, like the I thought like the production of it just sounded kind of shitty. And before I got to the point where I was like, you know what, I don't want this to dock the sound of Crimson, I turned it off. And then I've been looking for their albums now, 
to buy to get into them because they're kind of expensive. Well, I mean, over here I see them at most for like twenty bucks. Oh, that's not bad. It's always like thirty here, but they're always like new copies. I never find used. Never ever find used King Crimson. But there's just there's no reason why I wouldn't like them because I mean now one of my current one of my current favorite drummers that I've, I've just discovered, but Bill Bruford who played with Yes and all of their greatest albums also played with mm. King Crimson and and I I just I love his style of drumming, and so there's no reason why I wouldn't like King Crimson. But it's just that one album kind of kind of put me off a little bit because it just it sounded shitty. Not the music, the production. The production of it, yeah. But it's a live record, you know. It, sometimes it's hard to mix a live record. Yeah, no, I, I I understand, especially with like a prog band where there's so many sounds. Yeah, and then back then too in the '70s, you know, it's or maybe even '80. I don't know when that record came out. Maybe early '80s. But yeah, so I I, I listened to that King Crimson Killer, uh, then Kansas. I listened to Left Overture, that mm. record. Finally, I've had it for like two months. Finally listened to it because Jeff said, oh, it's actually like, they're like a prog band. They're not like classic rock like you think. So I listened to it. I thought it was okay. Give you key. I just thought it was okay, man. I, it was, that, that's it. I it's don't know. Not, I have nothing more to it's say. Not their, it's not their best at all, but it's a good, it's a good intro to kind of see that Kansas is not that crazy arena rock band that you probably thought they were, that they are a prog yeah. band. And so this is a good this is a good stepping stone. It is. You're it getting is. there. Like yes, right? Like yes. Like this is a good stepping stone. But see, I like that yes record. Like that record was amazing. Fragile was amazing, but this this one is just okay. Well, fragile, okay. fragile. To be fair, fragile. I handpicked for you. Correct. Yes. Left overture. You picked yourself. Correct. Because it was a dollar. Yes. And uh, dude, it was worth a dollar. Carry on wayward son alone is worth a dollar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. so and that's the first track. You don't you don't like the record? <laughs> Play the first track and take it off. You're done. I mean, it is a great song, but that that song doesn't is like nothing like the rest of the record. True, it's the one outlier on the on the whole True. thing. True, but will but. you will you look for more Kansas? If I if I see cheap Kansas from the 70s, then I'll, I'll pick it up. I will stay away from 80s Kansas. Oh God, stay away from 80s Kansas. But if it's 70s Kansas and like a couple bucks, I'll pick it up. So the last thing I have here, I got several Mahavishnu Orchestra records. I've heard about this band for a little while now. Um, One of the guys who used to play in the Mars Volta always talks about them and recommended them, but I never got around to listening to them. So um, one of the records I picked up was called Birds of Fire, which is an amazing record. But the, the really good one that I've listened to that I got was the album The Inner Mounting Flame. This is their first record. came out in 1971. Uh, this was like this. This is like one of the most. This is their most popular record, but also like everybody considers it a perfect record. It doesn't have any bad ratings. It's it's pretty fucking amazing. This album just blew me fucking away. Like I got this one first, and then I actually went back to the record because I know I knew that they had several more records. So I went back and I bought all the records that they had. <laughs> from White Rabbit because they were under ten dollars. They were like ranged from five dollar or six dollars to. 10 bucks so i just picked up the rest of them mind, mind you there was only like four of them but still <laughs> did the guy say but anything I was only like like remember you being there already buying one? Oh yeah he called me out <laughs> he's like oh back so soon huh it was like two days later you know fuck you asshole and i said yeah he's like yeah we got we got a bunch of new stuff so so go look so that's what i did tell me what to do. bought a bunch of records that day i bought i think i bought 13 records that day 
Oof. But I only spent I spent less than forty bucks. Dude, so. those that's what I'm telling you though. That's yeah, that's bargain yeah. bins, baby, bargain bins. But anyway, yeah, the the song this leads to my song of the week, and that is the song "Vital Transformation" from the Mahavishnu Orchestra. So here we go. There you go, Vital Transformation from the, from the Mahavishnu Orchestra. Man, dude, this doesn't even do the whole album justice. you got to listen to the whole record. Yeah, so so for one, this this reminds me a lot of like the Mars Volta, right? Yes. <laughs> like, like, dude, like clearly there are similarities here. Oh, 100%. And like, this is so good. This is so... <laughs> Yes. This is so stupid good that like I never ever unless it was a dollar maybe, I would I never would pick this up. Like the Mahi Vishnu Orchestra sounds like I don't know, some, some like it sounds silly and stupid. It just it just sounds something something uninteresting and bland. It yeah. does. I can't know all music. But listening to it, there's also other things I pick up in here too. Kind of like that uh, like Jeff Beck and spe- like specifically his song uh why or his his album Wired reminds me of this very short bursts of guitar, but also mm-hmm. kind of very complex structures. Okay, and okay. like I, I think this is fantastic, and I've been looking for this more, but I've found zero of it thus far. But I mean, dude, this is good. This is really good. Yeah, well, I did get you this record, so don't buy it because I already got it for Which you. Which one was this one again? This is their first one. It's um, it's the Inner Mounting Flame. Okay, so I got this one for you. So don't do not buy it. Okay, I will not buy, buy that one. You will not buy it. 
Except for me. You'll buy it for me, but... Yeah, I'll buy it from you. You will not go to a store I will not, Yeah, yes. right. I will not buy it from you. It, yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, it did. It's so good. And the, yeah, and like I said, it was the, the guy the, the guy who used to play in the Mars Volta, Adrian, the the guy who played sax and flute and stuff like that. Um, he uh, he was the one who had, was talking about it on his Instagram a couple, maybe a month ago or two months ago. And yeah, I just, just never got around to listening to it, but I wanted to. Yeah, is that, so I just picked it up. Is that how you actually heard of them? Was through uh, the Mars Volta post? Yeah, I'd never heard of this band before. Had you? Uh, no. I mean, maybe yeah, maybe we've seen them. I'm sure we've probably seen them shopping around. Yeah, but... I've, but the name... But, no, the, but, but I heard about them prior to us collecting records. Oh, yeah, I've never never heard of them. Yeah, so I like I said, I never would have heard of them without that one post from, from Adrian. Super weird, but... And it's weird too because it was the it was a guy from the Mars Volta um, recommending it, and Dude. Yet, you could tell they used they the Mars Volta took a lot from this band. Listen to this shit. So now, as you're talking, I'm also just Wikipediaing this band, right? Yeah. Fuck me, dude. Listen to this. So the keyboardist for this band also went on to play with Jeff Beck on his album Wired. No way. Holy shit. <laughs> that's so weird. My face feels hot. Like it's unbelievable. <laughs> wow, that is so bizarre. <laughs> that is amazing. That is that is super cool. My mind is I'm dude, I don't even know what to say. My mind is blown. <laughs> My eyes are watery. That's super cool. You're gonna cry? I'm blown. I don't dude, like Jeff like so I have like six Jeff Beck albums and Wired is the only one that I thought was phenomenal. Everything else I thought was okay to good. I don't even have. I don't have that record. I have the self-titled. I think it's okay, right? I haven't listened to it yet. No, oh, okay. did I listen to it? No, I don't. Listen, I didn't listen to it. Yeah, it's all right. Damn, dude, pick up Wired. If you, yeah, just I don't know. If I see it, you're yeah. spitballing now. You know. Yeah. You know. You know. Yeah, yeah. Damn, that's crazy. Love it. Amazing. That is really strange. Super strange. Okay, so that that's all I got for vinyl. Um, let's just jump into um, some new music and stuff. Right? Yeah, I guess if we have to. I mean, I do you want to play any of these? Uh, let's see. What we, I, hold on, 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 hold on. Wait a minute. Let's see what Let we got. Fear No Empire, no. Jonathan Davis, hell no. I'm the Avalanche. Yeah, we can play that. Lesson Jake. Um, it sounds like okay. Lesson so Jake and Weird Al. Okay. I would like to play Weird, Weird Al, Al, but you really got to watch the video. Yeah, it's more about the video. So yeah, like Jeff said, um, Fear No Empire. They put out a new song called Super Spreader. Uh, this is kind of like a super group, local Orange County super group. Uh, singer from Zebrahead, guitarist and drummer from Death by Stereo. And uh, yeah, there's a new band. It's, it's a pretty cool band, and I'm excited for their full length, their first full length. And then, like Jeff said, Jonathan Davis put out... What do you, um, what do you, what, what do you think about the song, what? though? I thought it was good. The song was fantastic. What about the, yeah, uh, it was good. What about the lyrics there? I, didn't, I don't remember the lyrics. I think, all, I, think the, I think the lyrics are just promoting that we need to be wearing masks in this time of need. Oh, is that what it is? Oh, I don't know. I, w- I really paid no attention to the lyrics whatsoever. It was hard when he's saying, wear a mask, wear a mask, over and over and over. It got, it got a little irritating. The music's great, but like, you can't. I really don't even remember, to be honest. Dang, you, you're dating yourself already with these, <laughs> with these lyrics. You just, you know. That's true. That's true. It was good, though. The music was solid. It's, it was really good. This band's really good, so I'm excited for their full length. I, I might get it on vinyl because I'm sure it'll be a program. I'm not going to pre-order it, though, because I'll be able to get it a program. 
Uh, yeah, like I said, Jonathan Davis, he he reworked one of his songs from his solo record, the, the What It Is song, but he made it like a country version. I thought it sucked. This was terrible. I don't know. It what, was not good. I don't know what country sound he was going for, but I don't this, either. This was none of the good ones. Like I thought it was going to be like a Buck Owens sound, considering he owns the Buck Owens right. studio. But it, I don't, I don't get it. It was just was not good. And I'm a big Cornman and a big Jonathan man, but he, I just it was dumb. It was dumb. Uh, so less than Jake, they put out a new one called Lie to Me. I'm not going to play it, but it's less than Jake. So like you said, Weird Al, like Jeff said, put out a new one called We're All Doomed. I'm not going to play it either. But the one that Jeff wants us to play is I Am The Avalanche. He's a big, big fan of this band, and they put out a new one called Better Days. So here it is. This is the last year that I go on sinking. You're not fucking drowning. Don't go on wasting another. Yeah, this is the last time you go on wishing that you stood for something. Stick out your neck for the right word. Raising a drink to all my brothers and all my sisters. There you go. New I Am The Avalanche. Better Days is the song. New album comes out next month, I think. November? Yeah. Yeah. You already pre-ordered it, right? I, I did, but I got no email confirmation. But I checked my credit card mm. statement and I got charged. Hmm. Is that normal? Not normal? Uh, doesn't sound very normal. Doesn't sound very normal. I'm so scared so. I'm not going to get it. <laughs> but you paid for it, so. I know, but I mean, I, I'd, I'd rather get the album, surprisingly, than... Have the charts drop off from my credit card. I'm sure you'll get it. Fuck. I'm sure you will. Vinnie Karuna posted the band, uh, so. posted the lyrics today for the for the song too. Do you love the lyrics or what? No, it was just it was just kind of cool. I don't know. Oh, I'm okay. excited. I'm giddy like a screw girl, cool. man. I could tell. I could tell. Okay, uh, so yeah, those, those are the new songs. But uh, some some of the new albums that came out, I actually want to listen to three of the four of these just because I'm so curious about some of them. But Machine Gun Kelly. Uh, we talk about him a lot because he's awful. Uh, he put out a new one called new album called Tickets to My Downfall. Uh, this is produced by Travis Barker, and Travis played drums on this record as well. And uh, it's like it's very from what I've heard, it's very pop punk. But his voice is just so bad, and he's so. I don't like this guy. I don't like him. There, are, there are people out there. Not me, not you, but there are people out there that that are saying that Machine Gun Kelly is saving pop punk. He's a savior of pop punk right now. And um, I feel like those people haven't listened to pop punk. That's exactly what it is. They have not listened to pop punk. And what's even more frustrating is that like his image too, like he wears like, you know, torn up jeans and like all these like punk clothes. I put that in quotes 
but you know he probably paid five hundred dollars for whatever he's wearing. Yeah. So you have that, and then his cover art where it says "Tickets to My Downfall," it's so cheesy looking. It's too and much. So it's just it. It's what it's it's hot. Not even hot topic punk. It's like it's like if you know. Abercrombie and Abercrombie and Fitch did like a punk section of their store. Yeah, that's what this would be. Yeah, this is you like know, it's Nordstrom's like, fucking advertisement. Like the the, the guitar yes, color, or, like or, everything is just it's too or much. Or Target or Target or something. You know, it's just it is so fucking awful. And with the little anarchy sign for the A's he uses in the title, it's just like, dude, you are so fucking far removed from the punk scene, and just you're awful. Like you're not, he's not an interesting person. Everything I've heard from him is just not even mediocre. Maybe mediocre, but not. I don't know. It's awful. I, I, but I, I will I, listen to this. I wonder if like he's a cool guy too, like outside of his terrible music, but just is, is kind of like falling to this. I don't know this this pushing by the record label, whoever it is, but, telling but like him to be like this. Well, like what we've been, we've talked about, he's been around for like over 10 years yeah. and he's gone through a bunch of different like changes image wise and musically. I feel like he's one of those guys where they, they want to make him famous, but he's just not reaching that fame that the record labels want. So they're constantly changing his style to see if that will blow him up. I feel like that's what he is. Like he has no real identity, I feel. And I hate it so much. It's so aggravating because there are so many bands that deserve... <laughs> any sort of success than this fucking guy. <laughs> I feel like he's, he's, ah, oh, dude, I can't stand him, but I'll listen to the record. Cause I want to hear Travis's drumming. But anyway, Corey Taylor, the singer from Slipknot put out a new record called CMFT and I haven't listened to it yet, but I'll, I'll I'm interested. So I'll give it a spin sometime soon. Mm. Uh, 18 visions put out an EP called Inferno. Uh, really interested in this. I've heard it's really good. So I'll probably give that a spin today as well. Uh, and then the last year, Laura Jane Grace from Against Me, she put out um, now uh, her first solo, or maybe second solo album called Stay Alive. I won't listen to that, but I know a lot of people are Against Me fans. So, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't understand. I don't get it. They yeah, are, they are out either. there. They are a band. Uh, so, we got two quick news things. Alex uh, Varkatsis, I don't know how to pronounce his last name. He is the vocalist for Atreyu, but he has left the band. Uh, we talked about this weeks ago. There was a lot of rumors going around that he was being kicked out of the band or he was leaving the band, and they announced it this week that he's no longer with Atreyu. And uh, and now it's going to be the Brandon Soller show. So there you go. It's going to be all Feldy-driven uh, garbage. Perfect. Like their, last, like their last record was so god-awful. Perfect. And I think that's why Alex left the band, because he was barely on it, and... It's just an awful record. I wonder if like, but anyway, yeah. I wonder if when he left, if if there was a conversation like, dude, like what, like what's, how can we do, how, how, what can we do to make you stay? And he was just like straight, get rid of that guy. And Feldy's in the room and he points at him with both hands and says, get rid of that <laughs> guy. That would be so cool. I don't think so because they both still follow each other on Instagram. Yeah, it's one of those. For what that's it's one of those breakups. One of those. Yeah. yeah. But he no longer follows Atreyu or any of the band members. But he follows Feldy? So he follows Feldy, and Feldy still follows him. Dude, that's yeah. even worse. And Feldy's like a snake. Like, he's, he pits people against each other, and, and, and he, he's the one that comes out on top. I know, I know. Ugh. And I have sources, sources close to myself, 
that this person is friends with one of the band members, really good friends with him, with the guitarist and one of the guitar players. And she was saying, she was telling, or yeah, she was, I'm fuck. I'm, she was telling me 10 years ago that they actually wanted to kick Alex out of the band or they were talking about kicking Alex out of the band back in like 2008, 2009, after they had worked with John Feldman the first time because he wasn't, he wasn't singing very well or he wasn't (laughs) able to do clean vocals. But that wasn't his role in the band. He's not a clean vocalist. So that's yeah. that's so there, that's, there that's filled these role for him in the band. So there you go. It sucks because Atreyu suck. was so good. Atreyu was so good. Not that I like Atreyu so much. I just I just I can't believe that bands allow Feldy to infiltrate their I don't know their group and split them apart, divide yeah. and conquer. And you know I'm I'm gonna say this. This this might be a hot take or whatever, but. I feel like if Blink weren't working with John Feldman right now, Tom would have been back. I really think if they hadn't been working with him, Tom would be back. He's the real reason why Tom isn't 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 returning because they have nobody else to rely on. Because like if they if they didn't have Feldy, they would have no one to rely on. So then they would add, they would want Tom to come back. Like Mark needs that that second songwriter, and he needs like a pop punk songwriter, and that's where Feldy is. True, but why not? Why not, dude? What? Like, how cool would it be if 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 Tom was like, Hey, Mark and Travis, I want to come back to blink. Let's get Mark Trombino to come in and help us out. Produce a new record. That'd be like, so let's cool. make a comeback. Let's do this. Right. Let's do it. Right. Dude, yeah, they drop like Feldy like a producer. fucking bad habit. They'd be done. Oh, I honestly, I feel like people would feel too bad because apparently he's such a nice guy. I think people feel bad leaving John Feldman. Because he's so nice. That's what snakes do. That's what snakes do. Snake in the grass, man. Snakes, that's what snakes do. <laughs> snakes on a plane, yeah. That's what they do. They they overcompensate for their for their any for their their ineptitude with with kindness and and just uh, as long as people love me, they can never get rid of me. Type of thing. Yeah, yeah, that's true. He's Very a fucking true. snake, man. He's a snake. Well, I mean, we're going to bring up John Feldman later on the main episode. So. The serpent so, in the Garden of Eden. So we'll return to Feldy later. Uh, but the last thing here is John, Froger- John Fogarty from CCR. He's, uh, he's redoing one of, his, one of the CCR records with his family, which is kind of cool. And you're excited, huh? I mean, I'm, gonna, I'm probably going to buy this on, on vinyls. On vinyl. Because I'm a vinyl man now. But, um, you are. They released a track listing, but they haven't released the full personnel list. And so I'm just, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that Stu and Cosmo will be on this or be involved in this in some way, because that's so fucked up. If they're not, that is so disrespectful. Like on, on the, on the, on their best album, on the album that, that really showed kind of all of them as true musicians and what they can really do, not only as a band, but as individuals to not have Cosmo or Stu, even, even just like guest, bass guest drums on one track i think it will be so disrespectful and i hope oh god i hope i hope it's not like that but you know it's gonna be i mean if we're in vegas i would bet on obviously that they're not gonna be on there but dude i i gotta hope i gotta hope come on man yeah yeah like how could you do that that's so mean it's kind of fucked up it is it is but fogarty did write all the music so there's that too that is true that is true but they're still a band. They were still friends at some point. Yeah, but I don't think they've been friends for a long time. But the best times of Fogarty's life, clearly, have been when he was in CCR. 
with his maybe. friends. Maybe, 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 maybe. But anyway, when does that come out? I don't it know. comes out. I don't know either. But it, it'll come out sometime soon. I'm sure we'll talk about it because Jeff will get it on vinyl. January fifteenth on vinyl. Damn, that's a but long no, but no, time. But from no, but November twentieth for uh, like it's released on CD and stuff. Oh, okay, okay, got it. Well, you got a long time yeah. before you get it on vinyls. Yeah. So, you got anything else to say? We all good? No, that's it. That's it. All right. Well, this is Asinine Radio. Thank you all for listening. Go to iTunes. Go rate, review, and subscribe to us on there. Follow us on social media at Asinine Radio. Uh, go to yeah, and and do all that. Uh, stay tuned for the main episode because we're getting in, in, getting into the AFI record, the art of drowning. Now that's it. That's all. Here we go.